We're coming in hot to give you our hot takes on all the latest mental health news. From headlines and memes to developments and breakthroughs. We go into this show blind with the hopes of learning something new. Before sharing some bunny hugs. And leaving with our eyes wide open. I'm Nick. And I'm Todd. And this is Mental Health Headline Hot Takes. We're glad you're here. So, uh, also, did you want to do a little thing on who goes first? Yeah, well, I was I was thinking, like, what could we do for that, though? Paper, rock, scissors? We could do... That could uh, be fun. Squid games. Could we do two? <laughs> we, should do, we should do rock, paper, scissors, two out of three. Do you think that okay. works over Zoom or I think Riverside? So. All right, you just got to well, hold let's try. it up. Well, no, Ready? I don't want to get. I have a strategy. I don't want to give away my strategy. What? Well, how am I supposed to know you're not just hiding and then seeing what I have? All right, let's try it. <laughs> how do you have we a should, strategy? We should record. Scissors? We should actually record this. This yeah, is I'm funny. recording. Yeah, okay, I am good. recording. Okay. Yeah. So we decided. We decided that. We have to figure out a way to see who goes first uh, with Hello, their story. By the way, Hello, everybody. <laughs> we just started recording mid-conversation, but so hello, welcome to this week's episode. We're glad you're here. Um, we were trying to figure out who should go first, and <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna try rock paper scissors. I suggested a coin toss earlier today. I don't know how that would work. Maybe we have to like actually embed a coin app or something, but. We'll do rock, paper, right. scissor today. If but two you out of three. But you wanted to hide your hand. I don't understand how you have a strategy in paper, rock, scissors. Well, I just didn't want to show you what my first move would be. Oh. I strategize okay. everything. Everything. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So we'll do two out of three. So, now, hold on. Do okay. you do rock, paper, scissor, shoot or rock, paper, scissor and you go on no. scissor? I like the shoot. Okay. All right. Okay. Ready? I think I I'm so nervous. Back. Why am I nervous? I am, this is so I stupid. I am too. I am too. Okay. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I can't see your hand. You're cheating. Yeah. See, oh, that's both wrong. Out. I'm going to go up here. I'm going to go up here. All right. So that was a good test. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I win. You got one. All right. Let's go. Okay. Two out of three. You win this one, you're in. Okay. Rock, paper, scissor, shoot. Oh, there I win you go. Again. You get to go first. Pick your you best got a good story. strategy. Um, <laughs> I got thrown uh, off. Is that what that means? If you win, you go first? Yes. Or, hey, we could do it like football, right? You can go oh. first or defer to go Captain's second. choice. Yeah. Um, I think I will go first. Let's do it this time because uh, it's a, it's a big one. Okay. So I couldn't talk about mental health headlines and be Canadian and not talk about this because it's, it's been in the news in Canada for a little while here. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. Um, but uh, in 2021 parliament passed uh, a bill called B 70, no bill C seven, Okay. And it changed uh, some wording in it so that um, so Bill C seven is it's basically it's called MAID, which is medical assistance and debt dying. Okay. So it's like uh, uh, well, there's other words like euthanasia or um, 
assist medical suicide or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. they call it maybe. Yeah. Okay. Like assisted. Is it assisted suicide? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like they euthanize yeah. you basically. Okay. Yes. So they changed the wording so that before it was if you were dying, you could apply. But now it's like if you have uh, any disease that is basically incurable, you can apply. Uh, and in 2021, when they changed the rules, they also put something called the sunset clause for two years for people that have mental illnesses and want to apply for made. So, so does that mean just to clarify? So if they put a sunset and that means you have to want this for two years, if you have mental illness before they'll allow uh, you to. So the sunset clause is like, we're thinking about it. We're kind of going to be playing with it for a couple years. It's not, it's not law yet. Okay. So it's like, um, so over those two years, they did a few, I don't know, trial runs, I guess on, people with medical or with uh, mental illnesses. Okay. Uh, so last year they passed the bill uh, and they said, yep. Uh, hey, what? I keep getting thumbs up. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they passed a bill and wait a uh, minute. Said, I kept getting that in my recording yesterday. You mean on the screen, it like comes up like this. Yeah. I think if you give a thumbs up to the camera or something, it's, Oh, there it is. It's kind of, an, I see it now. Unnecessary. If you ask me, <laughs> it pot- you know, it popped up in the podcast I was recording last night. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah anyway. Uh, so anyway, uh, so last year uh, they decided, yes, if you have a mental illness, you can apply to to basically have suicide medically. Uh, and as you can guess, that's a very controversial decision. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a big uproar and they decided, fine, let's give it one more year. To think about it. So that one year is coming up in February here in Canada or March, okay. I think. Uh, so, um, yeah. And, and I've done a couple episodes of my podcast about it. I talked with uh, a head psychiatrist at a hospital in Toronto, Dr. Samuel Gond. He's very, very against it. Then I've also talked to people that have a, want it, like actually want to die or want that, that option. And so anyway, it's a, uh, it's very, it's a very nuanced thing, which is mm-hmm. very hard to do when writing laws <laughs> because it's like either there's law or there's not. It's very black and white. And well, there's they a purposely lot of try to area. make it gray so that there's, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this Dr. Sanu Gond, his, his, uh, his argument is that if you have a mental illness or, or mental health issues and you, you're looking for suicide, it's probably going to be a big attack basically on poor people because poor people don't have money to get the services. Everything is. (laughs) Or people that live in isolated areas of the country that don't have access to services. Um, And yeah, I could go on and on about that. Uh, Some of the positives. So, so the person that I talked to, uh, her name's Agata. She wants it she, she one of her things is her mental illness is a needing disorder and actually is affecting her physically and eventually it's going to be the cause of her death anyway uh so her argument is you know physical or mental either way this thing's gonna get me <clears throat> the other thing is so in the language of the bill it's basically uh if you have something that is incurable and it's basically gonna be um your demise then you can be approved, but there's no proof that mental 
illnesses will do that, except for maybe, you know, like dementia, things like that. Right. But, but is dementia um, even a mental illness? I mean, I guess it's technically I mean, your brain, but anyway. I guess it's more I, of I a neuro disease, neurological disease, more than a mental disease, maybe. But, um, and so, uh, also Agata's thing is like, she, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's her choice. She, she doesn't want to do it. You know, suicide is very shocking. It's very, it can be very messy. It can be, you know, it's, and she wants to do it with dignity with her family there and stuff. Uh, she's gone through lots of trauma and she, I mean, you can listen to her story if you want, but it's, it's, it's pretty intense. And now, of course, in everything like this, there's two camps of uh, politicians, lawyers, and doctors uh, saying it, this is a good thing. Other ones saying it's a very bad thing. Uh, they found that people that do apply and have been accepted to have medical assistance and dying for mental illness, they actually start to improve. <laughs> so... So the thing is, they 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 go through all the services all their life. They're trying to get help. Nothing's working. They apply for medical assistance and dying, and they start to improve. And they and it's a very again, it's a psychological thing that it's like it's almost like validation or like they have this option. A lot of them don't go through with it uh, because they just wanted I don't know they wanted that option. The other thing the doctor is saying is uh, instead of debating this and putting money into this, why not just have services available for everybody? Uh, well, it's so. because they'd probably prefer to kill the poor people <laughs> or the people that, you know what I mean? I mean, joking, tongue-in-cheek, yeah. kind of, but also not really, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's tough to say because, like, this is a, a very liberal government try to yeah. pass this bill. Very conservative government doesn't want to pass this bill. Very conservative government, though, you know, quite often there's religious views, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you look at Catholics, you know, suicide you know, is not an option for them. On that, is your is your constitution, like, is there any Christianity embedded in it? I don't think so. It's not actually because uh, we like have a it's clear separation else. of church and state, but like yes, we, we have do. things like on our dollar bill that's like in God we trust, in God, in God we trust you know, stuff like that. So it, right. it gives like, it's such a murky spot that it gives both sides a little bit of room to make a case, you know? Right, right. Which complicates yeah, things. When it's, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's been some lawyers that are saying if this doesn't go through, because they're saying, you know, okay, there's another year coming up here, we're supposed to make a decision. They could just say... They, there's three options. They could pass the bill. They could say, let's think about it some more, or they could just scrap it. And lawyers are lawyers that are for are saying, uh, this is a human rights issue thing. Um, and then there's other lawyers saying there's no legal, like this doesn't make sense legally. <laughs> like, right. The government doesn't have to kill people if they don't want to. Uh, oh, you just disappeared for a sec there. Uh, there's even different provinces have come up with their own laws. So Quebec is saying this is not an option. Even if federally it passes, we are saying no. So it's and causing do they, a real. Do, they, do the provinces have the ability to override the, the federal? Feds? Yeah. I, 
as far as I know, they don't, but Quebec is kind of a special Yeah, they thing. have their own little French... Yeah. Yeah, commune or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know how to describe it. But <laughs> yeah, it's not their own country. They they have. Uh, I can't remember what the word they use. Uh, but it's basically they. Yeah, they can. They're the the nation of Quebec or something like that. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very confused. <laughs> I've I've had opinions, and they and and it keeps going this way, and then it keeps going this way, and I'm kind of all over the place. Um, you know, yeah, what's so funny know. is like when it comes to ba- like you, what I would call euthanasia by, by, um, my natural language, I've always, like, since I was a kid and you first take like ethics classes, right. Where, you know, you learn about, and, and I grew up Catholic. So I went to a Catholic school from second grade to eighth grade and was brought up in the church, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it was always one of those like euthanasia, the death penalty, um, abortion, those are kind of like the key things that we focused on from like an ethics perspective. And Mm -hmm. I have also always gone back and forth because I do feel like with an assisted suicide, it's, it's interesting because like, I get it. Like if someone is in so much of a struggle and there isn't hope, I get that. But, and I've changed my mind a little bit on this because I think that we could do better with healthcare and do better with cures than we do because, you know, pharma's got a clench on everything. And so like, if there's truly no hope, right. And someone's chronically ill and it's a matter of time and they're deteriorating to the point where they can't function or they can't operate in a way or, or give themselves the quality of life they want. I think I'm okay with it. That being said, who's to say the day after we don't come up with a cure or we don't have a a new treatment or we can't prolong your or freeze your suffering? I don't know. Like, Are you talking physically or mentally? Well, both. Oh, okay. Both. Right, right. Okay. But like, I I know we want to talk more about the mentally side, but I think it's both. When it comes to to mental illness, it's like, what, what constitutes illness? I think it's like such a nuanced, is this the one you said was going to be very nuanced? And by the way, folks, we don't talk about these ahead of time. We like show up and then talk about them. (laughs) And so all I had was that the article today was nuanced, right? Yeah. 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 So it's like, it is nuanced and there's layers to the onion. So I guess what I think is if someone's mentally ill in the 19 early 1900s 1800s would give them a lobotomy right mm-hmm. like they're not coming back from a lobotomy i don't think you can come back from a lobotomy if we did one to somebody today right so it's <laughs> yeah, kind of like think it grows back yeah 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 exactly yeah. Your, <laughs> your brain and your eye or wherever they go in for it doesn't grow back so from that perspective like i what is the quality of life the person's going to have? And then who are we to determine that? Or who's a doctor even to determine that? Because the greatest expert in the world, you know, they may understand what's going on with someone, what's wrong with them, but they can't understand what they're feeling, especially if the person isn't of, of mental, um, you know, capacity or awareness to, to express it. So that's, and if someone's mentally, I'm talking out loud now, if somebody's mentally ill, like severely mentally ill, and they, they want to, to die essentially like are they in the right frame of mind to make that decision and that's exactly. where i'm kind of like 
I don't know. But then who are we to say, no, you have to live this way and you're never going to be happy and you're never going to feel right. And you're never going to be, you know, uh, able to participate in your life the way that you want to. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's so it's such a complex discussion and issue. It is. Yeah. And yeah, and that that was one of the arguments too that uh, that doctor made was, you know, how how can someone decide to take their own life when they're out of their mind? You know, I'm, right. I'm saying it very, you know, tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, physically, I'm I I don't I don't see a problem with euthanasia or made or whatever. It's the mental one that that's a little more nuanced for yeah. me. Um, because one well one of the things for me it's like I, you know, that's part of my advocacy work is you know trying to stop people from taking their lives. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm a suicide attempt survivor. However, that was very, um, uh, very, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, spontaneous. It was a real spontaneous right. decision. There was things I could have done before and stuff. But if I was like, I don't know if I had really bad schizophrenia and I tried all the meds and I tried all the therapies and it still wasn't working and, then I mean, who? Yeah, who am I to to say? So, as someone who that's a you know an advocate, I don't want to say go ahead right. and have this but then, bill. But if someone has is suffering from schizophrenia, how do you even know if the person you're talking to is of? I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. But then again, it's also <laughs> it, it is. It's like if someone doesn't want to be here anymore and their quality of life and their quality of existence is causing them more pain emotionally or they're causing themselves pain physically who the hell are we to say no you have to stay here and in fact to stop you from maybe harming yourself we're going to make things even more intense by locking you up in a place where you can't do that. And who yeah. are we doing it for at that point? Again, I'm playing devil's advocate because if I yeah, were to, yeah. to answer this, I'd be like, I have no freaking idea. I have no <laughs> idea what the right answer is. And I think yeah. it would have to be, you know, on a case by case basis, which even and then I'm like, who gets to make these decisions? I, I don't know. Yeah, there are boards for each kind of hospital or zone or whatever that would make the decisions you would have to apply and all that stuff. So it is case by case, but, but still, and, and like something I wonder is like, would something like this then say there's a lot of um, ex military coming in, coming back with extreme PTSD or, or these people that are, you know, these guys that then go into a, a public space and start doing, you know, these big mass shootings, would that help that or not help that? Or are these guys yeah. just assholes or like, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, it is so nuanced and there's so many things and layers. And uh, I just, I, it, it bothers me to think about it. Cause I, I want to know what the right answer is and I don't have any yeah. freaking clue. Yeah. So, so that's a fun little either. story. I don't either. <laughs> um, wow. So but, that was, that's a whole we got nothing. I don't think our minds were changed. I don't, some, something to think about, I guess. I'll come back to it, though, because in March, there's going to be a decision in okay. uh, the government. So, What do you think is going to happen? 
Oof. I have no idea. I really don't. Is there I, I like guess... a lot of public sentiment about this or is it kind of going on to behind closed doors and to people who pay attention to this sort of thing? It was behind closed doors until uh, they said, yep, yeah, this is a thing. And then mm. a big thing, you know, the public got in their face and they're like, oh, OK, well, let's wait another year. So, again, it's been quiet. So I think over the next month there's going to be more. You just kick the can down the road and hope there's worse shit going on in the world so that you can pass this stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell I don't trust governments. <laughs> <laughs> left or right or center. No, none of them. Yeah. From left yeah. to right, from right to left, from up to down and everywhere in between. And there's a lot, not many governments that are doing this. It's actually kind of a few Scandinavian countries and that's about it. So, oh, that's, that's interesting. I, I'm going to have to look into yeah. that. But anyway, uh, I'm interested in what you got. Yeah, I have. Um, so interestingly enough, I've got some good news. And oh. some bad news because, you you know, you can't oh. have it all. So my story today is, since yours was about Canada, I guess I'll go be about America. So <laughs> some big news that kind of flew under the radar, at least under my radar, uh, is that in the United States, and this is the headline before I, I get to it, Americans on Medicare now get better access to mental health care. And here's how. This is from NPR. Mm. Um and I did not get the author written down. So give me one second to pull this article <laughs> up. Um, I know what I want to talk about. But here's the, here's the thing that is so interesting about this. Well, it's, it's very faceted. It's by Juana Summers, Avery, Keatley, and Sarah Handel. And this is actually also an interview, just to, to reference that, with uh, um, uh, Victoria Kress is a professor at Youngstown State University and a professional counselor. So she's weighing in on this. So as of January 1st, which was what, what are we, of a week or so ago now, um, January 1st, more than 65 million Americans who are on Medicare are going to get access to mental health coverage. So typically Medicare here, do you know what Medicare is? Is that, so uh, like once the... you hit 65 years old, uh, it might be a, uh, did they lower it? Biden talked about lowering it, but he talked about a lot of stuff and didn't do most of it. But, um, mm. the age is, I think it's 65. Let me, I'm going to check that real quick. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to get my facts wrong. While you're checking that, I, I, I 65 or the, older. I didn't give the, the article name of this. It's from CBC is Canada ready to expand medical assistance and dying liberals will face that choice with deadline closing in. And there was no author. I couldn't find the author. It was, I don't know if it was just bits and pieces from past article. I don't, it was weird. Oh, interesting. Anyway. It's probably just a collaborative piece, I guess. So yeah. anyway, are you, are you, are you going to edit that into the beginning? <laughs> no, I think I'll leave it here. <laughs> you were looking something up. So anyway, yeah, you were going to say, so it is 65 years or older. What that basically means is once you hit 65 years old, you no longer have to participate in the private health insurance industry. You can go on Medicare, which is despite what people think in this country, particularly on the right and honestly, kind of the center left as well. Medicare is not government run healthcare. It's single payer healthcare. And the difference there is that 
instead of the government running the hospitals, paying the doctors, having them on government payroll, it's the government becomes the insurance companies and then negotiates with the medical hospitals and the doctors to determine what they will and will not pay for citizens over 65 years old. So basically, mm. for most of your life, you pay into a Medicare tax, and then those funds are used to provide health care for those who are 65 years and older. Gotcha. So, so you can socialism. Still- socialism no, at its its core it is a little <laughs> i mean you know this is one of the the real um successful i would say despite what what you had and, and listen when i say successful i'm not saying they balance the budgets right it's money well spent it's money well spent on healthcare but it's not managed properly right. i would say yeah right. but medicare is one of the most popular social programs in the country some people that are on medicare um, buy supplemental insurance to do things that maybe they wouldn't be able to do, maybe to get some more preventative stuff that Medicare doesn't cover, or cover holistic or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. But previously, it did not really cover mental health services. So this gotcha. is a big, big win, in my opinion, especially considering the increase, as we've discussed before, of mental health crisis in the world, especially following COVID-19. So. I think this is a overall, this is a win. Now, with all of these things comes, you know, some um, nuance, right? And some bullshit that's going to come in there as well. <laughs> um, so the cool thing is, and, and even um, Victoria Crest, the Youngstown professional counselor and professor said, the good thing about COVID was it shined a spotlight on mental health, which I think is good. And I think we can all probably agree that's true. Mm-hmm. but. On Medicare, there's two real challenges or issues. One, the way Medicare works is that you have to um, you have to kind of you have to set up reimbursement if you're going to be a mental health counselor. So what that means then is if you have a mental health counselor or a professional in the mental health field, they have to be willing to set up reimbursement for Medicare, meaning that they will chase down the government to get paid is essentially what it comes down to. So there's a challenge there. So offering access, but not having the support to provide the access is issue number one that I see. But then issue number two comes down to the stigma. And a lot of older folks who are on Medicare, probably even if they do have mental health struggles, are more likely to ignore them, suppress them, not talk about it, be ashamed, be embarrassed. You know the whole drill. Um, I mean, we still have the stigma going on. So imagine what it would be like for our our grandparents, basically. So I think mm. there, that this is a huge step in the right direction, but without adequate resources that are going to accept Medicare and that have expertise working with the elderly, which there's not as nearly as many counselors with expertise working with older adults, I think these are going to be two issues that really kind of come into play if you're going to offer it, but you're not going to like um, support it in a sense by making sure there's active campaigns and active work being done to remove the stigma, especially from older adults. And then also, if you're not going to make sure that we make it incredibly easy and even financially beneficial 
for counselors to accept Medicare uh, as an insurance program. So I don't know. Right. I know it's probably a little lot for you to, if, if, if you have questions about how it works, I can answer them. But just in general, to break it down, I guess, government saying, yes, older adults, you can now get mental health services using our Medicare insurance program. And then it's, we don't have enough counselors for you. We, we, in general, we don't have enough counselors that are skilled <laughs> yeah. in your space. By the way, not all the ones that we do are going to accept Medicare. And then also, by the way, you don't want to talk about or acknowledge or understand that you may need mental health support. So it's right. kind of like those three areas where I'm like, okay, this is a step in the right direction, but there's still more work that needs to be done. Right. But it's it's a beginning. It's the first step. Hopefully, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I'm assuming that you, you were right in a lot of those you know concerns you have and that there's going to be a lot of letters and things and frustrations. But, um, you know, government moves quickly, so I'm sure they'll take care of it real soon. <laughs> thought for a second you were serious yeah government moves super quick super quick yeah so uh but yeah i mean you got to start somewhere I, I, yeah i that drives me nuts too even my local governments here that's like they'll throw money at stuff and make a decision and there's absolutely no groundwork done or anything and mm -hmm. it's like here everybody else you figure it out but here's the money for it it's like uh, you know yeah that's like yeah. Did your, uh, oh, what are they called? Did your consultants not tell you you should be doing this or this or this before you throw the money at it? It's like, right. <laughs> it's like, right. But it makes good headlines. It does. And I think, too, like I, I start, especially with our government in, he, in the US, I kind of start with they're lying to me or they're doing something nefarious behind this <laughs> nice thing because we can't have nice things in america yeah, like, why are you why are you giving us money for mental health i don't right. trust this right because there's probably something yeah there's something worse going on that they're like look at this shiny <laughs> object of we're going to help the elderly with mental health um i yeah. guess so here here you know we can instead of getting in the nuance of policy and stuff like i think it's interesting to think about mental health care as a human right, no matter your age. And my nephew is, um, he just turned eight years old, right? God, yeah, eight. He just turned eight years old a few days ago. And, um, you know, he's been in, in therapy for probably a year, if not a little bit more now due to some family stuff going on. Um, mm. You know, it, it just makes me wonder, like, it is, and I believe healthcare, and I, so let me preface it. I believe healthcare and mental health care should be available to all at no cost or a cost that is suitable to what you can afford. Because I mm -hmm. think that, um, you know, if we're going to have a civilized, high functioning society, people need to be well physically and mentally, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I am a firm believer in Medicare for everybody, mental health care for everybody, health care for everybody. Now, I know you guys have those long, 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 long wait lines with your socialized medicine up in Canada, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the province. Right, right. Yeah. That's what we hear yeah. here. But I just think everyone should have it. And I think helping the elderly who, you know, they, they're, they're at a stage in their life. When you hit Medicare age, you're 65 or older, you're at a stage in life where, you know, you may live 10 years, you may live 20, you may live 40 years, but mm -hmm. how you're mind is, is going to be a huge contributing factor to that. And so why wouldn't we 
make all the resources available to the people who are who are at that stage in their life and trying to uh, continue living their life and, and do it in a in a well well kind of way. Well, here here's an idea. What if they put that medical assistance in dying together with the American uh, Medicare, you know, Medicare, and just everyone that hits sixty five, the the government kills you. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> everyone's happy. It's all fair. So it's a little socialism, a little, a little, you know. Death call. Capitalism. <laughs> and a lot. It's really just all capitalism with a little bit of socialism and a little bit of barbarism. <laughs> but boy, that would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, it would. I, mm. I think. What's interesting, though, is I, I just think it's so, I think it's good that we're shining lights on mental health. I think it's very disappointing that we're not we're like putting lipstick on a pig in some ways. And I feel like we don't always address the root causes. Right. And it's, it's, it's access. It's of course paying for it too, but that's part of access. Mm -hmm. Like anybody mm -hmm. should have access to mental health care and the amount of, um, you know, uh, crime, depression, depression that leads to, you know, self harm or withdrawing towards the end of your life in this case, I think is, just really something that we should be thinking about. Yeah. And I used to do a little more public speaking on this stuff. I don't remember the numbers, but a few years back, I did a bunch of research on um, governments that do invest a bunch of money into mental health. And it's actually, uh, I mean, it's, it's an investment. I mean, mm -hmm. you maybe you don't see it right away in that That's first quarter or that first right year. Away. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's it's a huge uh, money saver for governments if everyone's happy <laughs> or has access to be able to be happy. Maybe not happy, but, you know, content or at least yeah. feel like they're validated and taken care of in, in a way. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Well, you're going to like my story for next time. I can't it's, wait. It's about that. <laughs> Do we? Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's interesting because I think that you're right, but it doesn't, it's, it's not a bandaid. It's like an operation to do that, right? It's not going to heal in a few days if you take the mental health approach, but you're going to really, um, you know, uh, stop, I think some crises from happening. A lot of violence in relationships, I think would be, um, you know, mm. uh, uh, mm -hmm. Uh, eliminated or or sidestepped if people had crisis counseling instead of you know sitting in their their mind and their body and and um you know having all of the uncertainty and anxiety and anger and whatever that might be mm -hmm. it's interesting you say that because the province i live in in canada we have the highest rate of uh spousal violence we have the highest Jeez. rates of like DUIs, we have the highest rates of um, some of the highest rates of like overdoses and addictions, mm -hmm. like, and the, and it all goes hand in hand, like it does. Yeah. So it totally does. Yeah. yeah it's frustrating. Um, but yeah, people are shedding light on mental health more, which is great. It's just, so the stigma and, you know, the, the, I don't know, the public's view of mental health is like going like this and the government's is going like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, that's, that's what they like, do with everything. It's like, yeah. 
you got to keep up with it a bit. But, well, yeah, good article. Cool. Yeah, yours too. Yours was a uh, mine's a little lighter. Some good news, maybe. But yeah, it was a great, great chat. Yes, it was good seeing you again. Yeah, how about that? It's like a weekly thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Cool. Well, take care, everybody. Enjoy, and don't forget to like our channels and subscribe. And if you have ideas for articles, drop them in the comments or shoot us a DM. Our Instagrams are below in the show description, <laughs> or at least in mine. <laughs> Probably mine too, because you wrote mine. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All right, buddy. Cool. We'll All see right. you soon. Signing off. This has been our mental health headline hot takes. We're so glad you came. Remember, when you heal yourself, you heal the world. Be sure to like this video, leave comments, and suggest articles for future episodes. Hit subscribe to Eyes Wide Open and Bunny Hugs and Mental Health. <laughs> <laughs>